What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Bargument. It's been a couple days here since we've picked a topic and ran with it. Excuse me, pumping a little bit of water. I am officially under three weeks. I want to say two and a half weeks out from my show. So, you know, the ghrelin's high, you know, the hunger's high, you know, the little uh, touchy, cranky, crabby feeling is just a little bit high. It's creeping in, but again, I've been doing this for so long. You just, you got to learn to mentally just control it. Realize that you made the choice. You made the commitment to do the show. So don't take it out on your friends, family, work environment, all that stuff. So, and we've all done it before. And and I notice when I get under four weeks, I get a little bit more touchy. That's just the, the way it is. That's just the way this sport is. So, all right. So topic that I wanted to touch on today was why people fail their diets why do they quit? What is making them quit? What do they run into? What are certain situations? You know, what are, what are they thinking when they quit? You know, why? Why did they quit? So again, I just jot down little notes and footnotes and bullet points to cover with this. So we're just going to go right down the line here again. Number one, unreal expectations. Without a doubt, by far, I run into this one a ton. Uh, Susie will come to me and she wants to lose weight. Let's just say she's 150 pounds and I give her her diet plan. You know, I send her her questionnaire. She fills that out. I kind of get, get everything ready for her body. I pretty much just get everything set. You know, I look at what she's been eating prior to. I want to see exactly where her calories are, where her macros are set, uh, what's her TDEE, how, how, how much is she moving throughout the day? How many steps she getting? I want to know more about her. That's kind of what it takes to be a really good coach. You got to diagnose something on somebody because everybody is different. So you really got to diagnose something on somebody, boom, hit it and go. And then guess what? If it works, great. Move it again, move it again, move it again. So a lot of people just think us coaches are just strict, crazy geniuses when it comes to this stuff. No, but I've been doing it long enough and I understand the anatomy and I understand nutrition. I understand the science of it. And I use that to my advantage because that's what I love. I'm very passionate about it. And I have trained and prepped hundreds, if not thousands of clients. And it's at that point now where I have kind of a set schedule and I have kind of a set protocol that works for a vast majority of my, of my clients. So, but unrealistic goals, you know, coming in saying, I want to lose 30, 40, 50 pounds. I always tell everybody, that's great. It's, that's fine. I, I say anything over 10, 15, 20 pounds is dramatic. I mean, I've seen people drop five pounds and see how dramatic it is. So you get up to that 7, 10, 15, 20 pound mark, you have to break that down. People just love numbers. They love to run to numbers and they think, oh my God, if I lose 20 pounds, I don't care how I lose 20 pounds, I'll malnourish myself. I'll do two hours of cardio. I'll not even say the word carbohydrate. And all of that stuff is bullshit, guys. You have to, you got to be realistic. Look at that person in the mirror and say, okay, what am I capable of doing? And understand that this is the long game. This is not a short game. Sure, you can, you can make it a short game. I can make it a short game on my clients, but it's coming all back. You got to remember, fast results mean fast put back. Think about that. Fast results, fast put back. You understand your body and you do it slow and progressively the right way. Your body's going to adapt to learn to make that a lifestyle. So unrealistic goals for sure. Um, be realistic. I, I understand and I love the big, big goals. I want to be on the stage. I want to look super lean. I want to this. Please don't ever say the word tone. 
tone is such a stupid fucking word. It, explain to me what tone is. Anybody listening, if uh, if you disagree with me, but um, yeah, setting unrealistic expectations. Come back to reality and break it down smart. Break it down weekly. Break it down monthly. Break it down daily. You know, you really have to put one foot in front of the other. That's every day. Right foot, left foot. You have to think about that. Don't take off in a sprint. You're going to blow your hamstring. You're not ready for that. You're definitely not ready for that. All right, so moving on. This is a perfect one. Fad diets. We've all heard of them. Keto, paleo, vegetarian. I I mean, there's so many out there. Remember back in the day, Atkins diet, which is exactly what keto is. They just put a different name on it and remarketed it. But stop picking up magazines. Stop going on Instagram. Stop chasing things on Facebook for fad diets. Because anybody can write a fad diet. I could could write a fad diet. I'd have somebody come up to me and tell me that they ate two grapes, two grapes before training. That's it. And they've been doing it for years and it works for them. And I shook my head and I just went, awesome. That's great. Do I agree? Hell no. But it works for him. So who am I to jump in and try to throw my authority on him and say, hey, this isn't right. This isn't it. I went to school for nutrition. I did this. I, that's not the right. No, no, let him do what he wants to do. If he's stuck in that fad diet, that's totally fine. But remember, diets, I hate the fact that people say diet plans. I just, again, just in general, diet plans mean it's going to stop eventually. You can't be on a diet plan forever. It eventually has to turn into a lifestyle. So when you're on a diet plan, it's eventually going to run out. It's going to break. So I'd like to say diet plans, kind of accountability, coaching, different things like that, that keep you accountable. But overall, it's trying to change your lifestyle, change your habits, what works best for your body. And sometimes high carbs work great for ectomorphs. Ectomorphs meaning the very, very skinny, hard to put on muscle. I have been an ectomorph my whole entire life. And you got your mesomorphs, which are right in the middle. You can put a little bit of muscle on, but you're still holding pretty high body fat percentage. And then you have your endomorphs, which are mostly on the larger side, very hard to build muscle, and you hold a lot of body fat. So once you kind of figure out what style your body is, eat for that. Train for that. Don't chase these fad diets because you've seen some sexy looking girl in a bikini that said, I drank celery for 72 hours and look at me. It's, it's bullshit, guys. Everybody's body and everybody's metabolism is completely different. It's amazing how many people are in the world and not two people are exactly the same. You could line up the same height, the same weight, the same job with two different people, give them the same diet, and they're going to get different results. Explain that to me. It's all what your eyes can perceive because people scroll and see abs and see a nice ass and see shoulders and they think that's what I got to do. You have to come back to reality and you have to hire somebody that understands what nutrition is doing for your body. Not just because chicken and rice is what bodybuilders eat and I'm not going to go to a bodybuilding coach because he doesn't understand the anatomy of a female. That's a lifestyle. It's like, it's, that's, that's not how it is. Like find somebody that understands supplementation, that understands what macros are going to do best for you. So try to run away from those fad diets, guys. Consistency is key. All right. So as I said, consistency is key. Number three on it 
is lack of consistency. Everybody loves their new cell phone. They leave the screen cover on because they don't want to get it scratched. They love their new Air Jordans. Don't you dare scuff my Air Jordans. Don't touch them. Don't touch them. My new car. Don't you dare scratch it. And six months later, you don't give a shit. You don't give a shit that your shoes are not white anymore. You don't give a shit that you dropped and smashed your iPhone cover because consistency failed. And that's exactly what happens on diets. People get excited. A new diet plan, a new workout plan. Look at me. I'm about to be amazing. I'm going to look good. I'm going to feel good. Shit. I have to put what amount of effort into it? I've got to do what? Then they drop. Consistency is the number one thing that people drop in the entire world. Besides maybe their cell phones. And girlfriends. (laughs) But again... It's the lack of consistency. Once you put that one foot in front of the other, everything starts to evolve. I call it the snowball effect. You've got a snowball that starts at the top of the mountain. You guys know exactly where I'm going with this. As it progresses, it rolls down. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger, 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 bigger. Think about that. Add fuel to the fire. Add fuel to the fire. Keep stoking that metabolism. Keep getting up and moving. If your coach says 8,000 steps, hit 8,000 steps. If your coach says 20,000 steps, you get 20,000 steps. Be monitored the whole time. Monitor yourself. If you can't afford a nutrition coach, if you can't afford an accountability coach, find somebody that keeps you accountable. That's what I sell. I sell accountability packages, and I'm working on putting together some really, really big things coming up, and I'm very excited about it because it's all about accountability. Just because I'm a bodybuilder, everybody just thinks that I only coach bodybuilders. Nope. I do a ton of lifestyle clients. Honest to God, I have more lifestyle clients than I do competitors. And that's okay, because balance is key, guys. Balance is everything. So on that one, too, the uh, lack of exercising. The lack of exercising is huge just due to the fact that people are stagnant. And in a world where we are connected to our computers and our phones 24-7, people are not moving. It's currently 8.30 in the morning, and I have 9,321 steps, guys. Get up and move your ass. That's key. That's the number one thing I tell my clients right away. I set them up on a protocol is get up and move. We got to burn. We have to burn. You got to think about it like you're going camping. You guys, I'm not a big camper, but I understand camping, right? It's, it's not for me. I just don't do the outdoors shit. It's just not my thing. But you light a lantern, right? You can hold the outside of that lantern for two, three, four minutes right away, right? That's what your metabolism is doing. And what are we doing? We're going to stoke that metabolism. We're going to get it moving. We're going to get you up. We're going to get you eating the right amount of foods. Detox all the bad toxins. Bring in good toxins. Flushing your body out. Getting you strong. Next thing you know, you have to get your hands off of that lantern because it is so hot that it's running wild. So that's exactly what we try to do with your metabolism. And sometimes it takes people a month. And sometimes it takes people a year. It takes a really long time. So the lack of exercise, guys, get up and move. That doesn't mean six days, seven days a week in the gym. It means two times a week in the gym if that's for you. Maybe it's three. I have a ton of protocols for three days a week on clients because if they're not avid gym rats, going to the gym is a little weird and hard and difficult for them right away. We'll start at three, then maybe one accessory day. Then we'll go up to four. And progress with them because, again, you throw them a bodybuilder split and tell them to eat chicken and rice and oatmeal all day long, eh, it ain't going to work. It's going to turn them off completely and they're out of the gym. So, again, the lack of exercise, guys. This, America is absolutely 
absurdly obese right now and it's disgusting like the numbers are nuts like looking at the progress over the next 10 years what's going to happen to america is just disgusting all right and in conclusion here i'm going to finish up with genetics look up your family tree guys look up your family tree that is your destination you are going to look like your mom or your dad or your grandma or your grandpa in one shape or form so you have to realize your body is going to rush back to that. That's genetics. You cannot control that. You can't control your height. You, you can't. Trust me. I'm like four foot 11. It sucks. I wish I was taller, but you know what? I'm not. So I have to work with what God gave me. I mean, that's huge. Your tie-ins. I got that. My, my tendon tie-ins, my muscle tie-ins, everything came from my mom and dad, my grandparents, my great-grandfather, my great-grandmother. That's just how it works. But you can fight it. You can fight it. Anybody that sees me or knows me or sees what I do, you go look at my mom and dad, you'd never think I came from that family tree. But I know my body is rushing there. I'm creeping up on 40, and my body wants to look like my mom and dad. And there's nothing wrong with that, except for, again, my mom is like four foot nothing. My dad is five and a half feet, 160 pounds. My mom's like 95 pounds. wonder why I'm an ectomorph, and it's so hard for me to put on muscle. That's what I'm fighting against every single day. But you know what? The day I quit is the day that my body's going to jump right back to that. So you can only fight genetics so long, guys, but you can control it. And don't look at your mom and dad and be like, you know what? They're overweight, so I'm just destined to be overweight. Bullshit. Stand up for yourself and do something about it, guys. All right, so there was just a couple of reasons why people quit their diets. Don't set a straight diet plan. Make it a lifestyle plan. Make yourself healthy. Wake up. Make the right choices. Keep your ass moving. Thanks for stopping by, guys. See ya. Watch out, they're trying to divide.